Welcome, mamas, to the Simply Whole Moms podcast, where we talk all the real stuff, real life, real food with real moms. And we promise no BS. I'm Kara, a certified nutritionist and backyard chicken owner. I'm Nicole, espresso lover and clean beauty junkie. We've been friends for 17 years. We've gone from being babies to raising babies. And together, we're We're the the Simply Simply Whole Moms. Merry Christmas, guys. Welcome back to the Simply Whole Moms podcast. It's Nicole here, and I am back with part two of episode 16 with Beth McCord, also known as Your Enneagram Coach over on Instagram and also on her website. If you missed last week's episode, it was the first part, and Beth gives us um, a look at what is the Enneagram. So if you have no idea what it is, she talks about what it is, and then she gives us a great flyover of the nine types, and we really just touch the surface in episode one. It's a great first episode, um, particularly if you have no idea what we're talking about. And this episode, we dive in a little bit deeper and more detailed into some of the numbers. We definitely did not have time to go into all nine, but she shares with us some of her best resources that she has created and put so much time and effort into and and gives you a good guide for how to go about finding your number or if you know your number, which I know mine, I'm going to deep dive into some of her resources that we talked about today, and I'm super excited to do that with my husband as well. So if you have not heard episode or part one of this episode, go back to last week's and listen to that first and then jump back over to this one. Uh, We are so excited to share all this information with you guys, and we hope you enjoy it as much as we did. I've heard before that there's a little bit of each of the numbers in all of us. Do you agree with that? There is. And so, and there's even more layers. So when you watch the Discovering You course, you'll see that when you look at the symbol, it looks like a nine pointed star and those lines that connect the different points uh, mean something. So for me as a type nine, I have lines that connect to type six and three. Well, I use six and three in a lot of different ways. Uh, When I become uh, stressed, I will take on some of the average to the unhealthy characteristics of type six. And this peaceful, easygoing person all of a sudden becomes irritable and defensive and reactive. And everyone else is like, what's happening? Like, why are you like this? Well, oh, that's why. Um, And I can own it and apologize for it. And then when I'm doing really well, I can start to move towards the healthy part of, of three, where this nine who wants to hide and not really like show off in the world, all of a sudden I become confident and assert myself and become my own self and like a healthy three would. So the lines and everything matter. So even though I don't become a six and I don't become a three, I am accessing qualities that they have. So again, that can bring confusion to people, but that's where my discovering you course, I explain all of that so that people can go, Oh, that's why those two numbers are, like in me a lot, or I I can see both of those numbers. Everything will be explained in that course. Got it. Okay. Do you feel like, and I don't know, I haven't really researched, I haven't talked about this very much with anybody, but do you feel like your number, I know there's your main core home base number. Is, does that ever change? Like, let's say when it starts to come out, you know, when you're talking about, um, when they're, the teenager's personality starts to emerge, 
is there like a life event or like something like motherhood or marriage or something that can change that? Or does it just help you access different parts? Yeah. So, yeah. So my belief is that you're born that type and each type has literally a very specific view of life. And so for instance, the type nines typically either feel connected or desire to be connected to both their parents. Um, Now, if they were in a dysfunctional family, they may not have had the luxury to do that, but the longing is there. Like they're trying, they're trying to merge or make peace or reconcile or mediate, or they'll withdraw completely. Maybe they're their family, they just thought, oh, well, I'll just, I won't do anything and I'll, that will help keep the peace. Maybe then I'll be connected. So they're trying their best to be connected in some way. Um, whereas the type fours, they feel disconnected from both their parents. Now that doesn't mean like they could have grown up in a really loving home. Parents did everything that a four really would want, but there's this, there's just something in a four that they feel like they feel different than their family. They feel Um, misunderstood. Now that doesn't mean the parents totally misunderstand them and maybe they've tried really hard, but there's this underlying feeling that something's off or different about them. And so they have, so these are like the hard wiring that's in us and how we see the world. So if you have twins that are a nine and a four and they're literally going through life with the same experiences, you will find as they get older, they saw and experienced those circumstances from these different viewpoints. Um, and so it's obviously events impact how it affects the type, but it affects them through the lens and the hard wiring that they already have. So what I always like to tell parents is kids are wonderful observers, but they're terrible interpreters. And so if we can help our children interpret life in a more healthy and uh, truth-oriented way from their personality type, that's going to be really beneficial to them. So, you know, my daughter is a type two, and so there can be times where she might feel rejected if some, like one of her friends doesn't take her advice. You know, she's trying to be helpful. And I can say, hey, Libby, you know, they actually really admire you and they're listening, but just because they don't do what you said doesn't mean that you're unwanted or unloved. They just want to choose their own way. And the fact that they came to you shows that you're wanted. So we would have to help our kids reinterpret what they see. But I don't feel like life circumstances changes the type. They just see it through the lens of the type they already have. Okay. I feel like for this stage of motherhood that a lot of us are in that are listening right now, we have small kids. And I feel like there's a tendency to gravitate towards that too. Uh-huh. Um, it, do you, do you find that? Do you find, have you talked to a lot of like women in their thirties who like feel like they're just a two just because that's what they're doing yeah, all day? Right. Day? Exactly. Yeah. So there's different seasons where we're going to feel like a teenage girl can look a lot like a four because she has a lot of emotions, you know, and can, emotions can be up and down. Well, that doesn't mean that she is a four, but that definitely is a season of life where there's a lot more emotions and fours have a lot of, they know their emotions and they feel them all the time. So it makes sense why that would happen. But yes, in early motherhood, you are having to serve and help and insert yourself into your kid's life with advice and guidance and kind of telling them what needs to happen. So like my daughter, this weekend we were in Seattle And I was hanging out with one of my dear friends who lives up there and 
we didn't really want to eat where my kids, my mom are eating. Um, so we said, well, we'll go over here. And my daughter was like, okay, well, we have to be at the ferry, you know, at this time or whatever we were doing. And my friend like looked at me later, kind of laughing, like, that was so interesting. Like she was kind of mothering you. I said, oh yeah. And, and I'm, you know, she wasn't putting her down. She was just, it was interesting. And Libby's 18. And I said, oh yeah, she's a two. And, you know, time is very important and making sure everyone is, you know, kind of like gathering her hen, you know, her chicks and making sure everyone is going in the right place. And so uh, by, by understanding that I can help navigate like, Hey, Libby, I really appreciate that. But uh, I'm 40 some years old. <laughs> I got this. Um, but her heart was to help. And so, yes, I, I know that a lot of women feel like um, they're, in that stage of two-ness and yes, it's probably a stage, but, um, you want to look at the core motives, um, of why you do what you do. So when you look at the type two, you're looking at what it's been like for your whole life. You know, have I always done these things? Has this been the reason why I got upset with my parents or I felt hurt by my best friend in high school or what were the main reasons? And that's what you're going to look at kind of the course of time versus just this exact season. Okay. That makes sense. And going back to your daughter wanting to be on time, we have not yet discussed wings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to project anything, but it sounds kind of like a one right. wing, but I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's Can you explain what wings are. Yeah. So wings are the two numbers directly next to your main type. So, like you said, my daughter being a two, when you look at the symbol, that the type one and the type three are right next to her type two. And she is going to use the one and the three at varying degrees and percentages depending on her. Um, And so one usually is stronger than the other. And that doesn't mean it has to be radically stronger. It could be just a little bit. Um, I use both my wings almost equally. So I'm a nine next to me is eight and one. but when I'm at home or just with friends, it's definitely eight. So I tell people I'm a nine with an eight wing. But if I work on uh, like my guide sheets or my presentations for work, oh man, I definitely bring that one in. That one looks at all the little details and make sure everything is just right. So I use them both quite a bit. Whereas my father-in-law, who is a nine, he is almost just a stereotypical straight up type nine and uses his wings very little. Um, and that's fine. There's no right or wrong. It's preference or how you just kind of go about it. And I tell people, think of it as like salt and pepper and you're this like beautiful filet mignon. And we want to know how to use the salt and pepper to bring out or enhance who we already are, like bring out that flavor um, in a correct way. But I can also use my wings in a way that's not beneficial, like over seasoning would be the same example. And so if I use my eight wing in a way where I kind of plow over people and like, especially my family, because nines don't really do that out in the public, um, that's not going to be very beneficial. Or if I use my one in a wrong way, I can become very perfectionistic and critical and maybe not as overtly as a one might, but it might be a passive aggressive way and it can be really hurtful. So we just have to know how our wings also affect our main type. Do you feel like if you have a one wing, like I think I'm at, well, I know I'm a two, but I'm pretty sure I hang on my one uh-huh. quite a bit. Do you think that you can manifest like that 
um, that anger that you were talking about as even with it as a wing and not your main type? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because, um, the one is really affecting you. So like, I know like with my daughter, um, being on time, well, one is probably like, you know, something she picked up from me, like, cause I like to be on time too. Um, but she then has it for her own reasons. And so how I go about if people are running late and how she goes about it is very different. I become probably more passive aggressive and worried, like going to six, you know, like I said, Mm -hmm. under stress, she becomes, um, more eight ish, you know, so her line goes to eight and she becomes more demanding. This is the way it is more like a mom would, you know, like you need to obey me. (laughs) And, it's like, um, I'm the mom, so, you know, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. but now we know why. And, and that can irritate me because nines don't really like to be told what to do. We can be pretty stubborn. And so if she's, un, if she's not intending to be opinionated or um, kind of dominating me, but it's just coming out that way, now I can go, okay, she's under stress. She thinks that we're going to be late for something. I can reassure her, you know, I don't have to take it personally and be all stubborn. Um, Mm -hmm. But I can say, hey, I totally hear you. I I know that you're concerned we're going to be late for this thing. Thank you for your concern. But I think we've got it. I've got it on my phone or I've got it on my watch. Um, We will meet you there. And so just to kind of reflect back to her, I see why this is a concern for you, but then kind of stating what I need will help instead of being like, Oh my gosh, why are you so upset? You know, like getting, which, Hey, we do that too. We're humans, (laughs) but at least the understanding helps to navigate that relational dynamic. Right. Right. Do you feel like friend groups tend to gravitate, like certain numbers gravitate towards each other? Or is that, I don't know, maybe that's just a whole (laughs) chance how everyone forms together. Yeah. Um, I would say, um, I do, I do see patterns. I haven't done like research on it. Um, but I do see patterns of different types that kind of gravitate towards one another, but I definitely don't see a pattern of one type will not relate to the other. That happens more, um, how healthy to unhealthy a type is because a per any type that is healthy is amazing really amazing. Seriously. Like they're all beautiful. Um, but any type that's unhealthy, they're all the worst (laughs) seriously. And so it really has more to do with the health of an individual and also the health, not just the individual themselves, but then the person they're seeking to have relationship with. So Mm. if someone is kind of average to unhealthy, they're probably going to gravitate towards those that are average to unhealthy. And those relationships are going to be turbulent. Um, a healthy person is probably not going to put up with someone who's unhealthy. Now they might be in a relationship with someone that's healthy to average. Um, but they're not going to put up with, um, you know, the unhealthy aspect. So it has more to do with that, um, than probably just a straight up, this type goes with this type and so on and so forth. Can you like, uh, change from healthy to unhealthy in the span of a day? Or is this something that takes a while to jump in and out of? I think it's both because I think we have, let's say a spectrum that we're kind of in, uh, in a season, but even within a day, like, let's say you're like, 
oh my goodness, you know, I got an A plus on my math test. This is amazing. And like you're on cloud nine, you're doing really well and you're treating everyone great. And then all of a sudden you find out later you flunked another test, you know, and then all of a sudden it's totally different. Or let's say you wake up in the morning and your baby slept through the night and you're feeling amazing. And then later they have a fever. So you can't put them in childcare and you're stuck with them all day, you know, and then all of a sudden you're irritated. So but to fluctuate from a high, like the, let's say level one is the highest, the healthiest, all the way to, to nine, a person's not going to fluctuate that much. It, when you read the levels of health, that is drastic. I mean, we're talking like a person who's really the most amazing to they need to be getting some serious help. And so we're going to fluctuate maybe within a few um, levels, but not, it, and if someone is fluctuating that much, there's other things that we need to consider. That's just too radical of a, of a change. But we do, within any given day, have a good fluctuation. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Do you? I've heard, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, but I've heard that twos and sixes can mistake themselves for each other. Mm-hmm. Would you, um, I know you mentioned, was it Oh, gosh. Which one was it? Nines and fours earlier? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. And there's all – all the types might have a look like um, and when you pull out the subtypes and stuff. Um, so, for instance, the nines and the fours are withdrawn types. But the big difference between those is the fours know all of their emotions and are diving into the world and they know what they like and love. And nines – don't. <laughs> Nines, it's a big fog inside. And if you ask them what they like and love and what their passion is, they're going to look at you like, uh, I don't know, what's yours? I'll blend with you <laughs> um, until they've taken the time to really go there. Um, now the, um, but yes, the twos and the sixes can be a lookalike. And the reason is they're both very much about other people. And um, they, um, let's see, the type twos are wanting, they fear that others are not going to appreciate them and love them and want them and need them, that they're just going to be dispensed, you know, just like no one needs them. Who cares? Rejected. That is like a huge fear for them. So what you'll find is twos are going to be helpful and kind and moving towards people and connected. It's really important that they feel connected. Well, the six is fear being abandoned, blamed, targeted without support and guidance. And so you'll find them being responsible and for people and connecting and committed. And so you'll find some of the same outward tendencies, but it's the why that matters. So the six is so afraid like I said, of a physical abandonment or a losing relationship um, to not have this alliance us against them mentality. Whereas the two, it's like, if I don't serve you, that means I'm selfish. That means you're going to see that and you're going to reject me and I won't be wanted and loved. So do you see how the two different components can look similar, but underneath they're, they're different? Absolutely. That makes sense. Good. So cool. And do you feel like, what's the best way, like if I found out my spouse's number or, and we like did your course together over like a date night, do you feel like that's like a good place to start with someone, yeah. you know, like doing that together oh, or would yeah. you recommend it be like an individual well, journey first? So there's, there's two ways to go about it. So my discovering you course is a great place for a couple, like I said, get some popcorn, you know watch, you know, it's just two hours. It's just like what binge watching anything else. It's divided into 14 <laughs> modules. 
about 10 minutes each. So you could break it up if you wanted to. And there's a workbook that's beautifully designed by my graphic designer, Jane uh, Butler. And you get to keep that as this really awesome reference. Um, But just go through the course and then find your type. But then when you find your type, you can go into how I coach couples. Um, Now, I don't have the luxury as much anymore to coach as much as I used to because I'm helping students become certified coaches. Um, But what I do with my married um, couples is they go through what's called Exploring You. And there are five guide sheets that I take each person through and it breaks down their personality into bite-sized lessons so that they can learn about why they do what they do and how to grow in bite-sized lessons so they're not overwhelmed. Because you can read a lot of these books out there and it's so overwhelming. I'm sure you tried. It's like, wait, what's up? What's down? I don't even know anymore. (laughs) Yes. And so these, these are um, online pre-recorded coaching sessions that it's the exact same thing I would have said to you if I was with you in person. And what you want to do is buy your course. So you're a type two. And then do you know what your husband is? He's on the fence between one and three. Okay. So one and three, which, which one thing you can ask him is the ones um, they haven't in one loud inner critic And that inner critic knows what's right and wrong and does not care what other people think or their image. It is about doing what's right and wrong. Whereas the three, there is a subtype of three that wants to do what's right and wrong, but it's really at the end of the day about their image, what people are going to think about them. Are they going to be accepted and admired? So you can kind of ask him where he falls in that. But once he finds his type, um, then you would buy an exploring you for type two, and let's say he's a one, we'll just pretend. Um, and then you would buy the exploring you for type one and you would watch them together. So you would watch your coaching session one for you, and then you'd watch his. And in these guide sheets, you'll be like, Oh my gosh, this makes so much sense for me. And then he'll go, Oh my goodness. I never knew you at this level. And then there's reflection questions that you guys can start conversations and to go deeper in. And that is exactly how I coach couples. Awesome. Okay. What about moms? Can you coach moms? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the exact same thing. So my exploring you is designed really for everyone to take it that next level. So they would, they would watch their exploring you. And let's say your husband doesn't want to, you know, do his, that's perfectly fine. You can grow, you know, be the healthiest version of yourself. And so the exploring you is going to take you through all the main, really important components. There's lots more to be learned about the Enneagram, but we are covering the main things and you're going to understand your relationship issues, the hidden um, side within you that you're like, Oh my goodness, I didn't know anyone else knew this. Um, The growth path for your personality type, the, the lenses that you saw through as a child and how, how that matters and how you can utilize that information. Um, and then so much more. So the exploring you course is designed to, to take you that next step so that you can use that information in any circumstance in your life to really enhance it and to grow. Awesome. Oh, I'm so excited. I I feel like I have lots of good homework. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) so good. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and ask you our closing question that we ask everybody because I really feel like we could talk for two hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we ask everybody, what is one thing that you said you'd never do as a mom that you're doing? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. What is something I said I'd never do? Oh, okay. I got one. 
Okay, so we were we did college ministry with the navigators. Um, and so when you're working with college students, there's this invisible umbilical cord that's connected to their parents. <laughs> and it's mainly the parents not cutting the cord. And I always thought, come on, guys, like cut the cord. They're like 20. Let's get on with it. And now that my son and daughter are 18 and 20, I'm like, oh, wait, this is a lot harder than I thought. And there's times where it's like, I don't know if I'm ready to just have you. Like my son's talking about doing um, uh, missions in New Zealand this summer. And part of me is like, yay. Oh, ooh, this is hard. Oh. So uh, even though I'm working really hard to cut the cord and let him, you know, be, I can see that that is I never thought I would be as hard as it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. I am not, I'm going to be awful with that. <laughs> I just can feel it. I feel it all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can you tell everybody where they can find you online? Yeah. Okay. So Instagram is an awesome place to start learning for free. We do a series every two weeks and Monday through Friday, we cover that series per type, meaning let's say we're talking about how each type um, deals with conflict. Well, you know, each day would be a different type. And that way you get to learn about all the types through that specific series. Um, and so that's a really fun way. And then in my Insta stories reflect that same conversation. I just take it a little further through, you know, me just talking about it. Um, so that's a great free way. Um, or like, let's say, you, like, for instance, like for you, maybe like, oh, I know I'm a type two. In my highlights, you can click on the type two and like people will say, yeah, it's like free, you know, coaching, you know. Um, and so you'll, I think it only holds like a hundred story or like clips. And so as I keep adding, you know, the old ones go away, unfortunately. Um, but you'll learn a lot through that. But then my website is just the best place to really start. So like I said, your Enneagram and the online courses button at the top, click on that. And then if you know your type, then get the exploring you first because inside it is the discovering you. If you don't know your type, then you want to get the discovering you so you can find your type. Uh, but so if someone like you, it's like, oh, just get exploring you because you know you're a type two, but you haven't watched discovering you and you're going to want to, to have that foundation. And so go ahead and get the exploring you. And then for, especially like for you, like your husband's on the fence, wait to get his exploring you. And then you can watch the discovering you together and then he can decide. Um, but people that let's say get the exploring you within 30 days, if they realize that they picked the wrong number, we will exchange it um, for free. So yes. So people can, can easily just, and you know, we have records for when they got it. So if people are like, oh, I think I'm just going to jump into exploring you. I think I might be a type three, but we'll see. Then if it's not true and you need to switch it, just let us know. Um, and that is going to be by far the best, like I tell everyone, like this is the place to start from ground zero and then to move upward. And then let's say you want to get more coaching or counseling or mentoring, whatever it is in life, you now know why you do what you do and you can let the coaches and mentors know why you struggle with this or you do really well with that. Um, so you're guiding others in how to relate with you. I'm so excited. I have a page full of notes here. Yay, I'm so glad. <laughs> I can't wait to share with everybody. Good. Thank you so, so much for taking the time today and also for your resources. I really feel like you spend 
I mean, just a ton of time making beautiful graphics and things that are easy to share and read and digest. And I appreciate it greatly. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's my joy. I really do love what I do. But thank you for saying that. Definitely, definitely. And we're going to make sure all this stuff's in our show notes and we will point everybody to your Enneagram coach. And I hope everybody can um, start discovering their numbers because I'm running out of people to talk about it with. (laughs) That's great. Good. Well, thank you so much. Again, we want to thank Beth for her time and all the resources that she's created for us about the Enneagram. Super great stuff. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and all that she had to share. We have links to her website, her Instagram account, discount codes. She was so awesome and gave us discount codes for all of her resources on her website. And some of it that's already up there is free. Uh, Definitely everything's free on her Instagram. So go check it out. Uh, Maybe plan your next girls night for you guys to start working through your Enneagram numbers. I think Kara and I might do something like that. Sounds really fun. So we hope that you guys enjoyed Beth. Oh, and we wanted to give you a little heads up. We're going to take a little break for Christmas. Um, And we will be back in 2019 with new podcasts and new guests. And we're so excited to share um, with you guys, the people that we've been talking to. So we hope that you all have a Merry Christmas and a very happy new year. And we will see you in 2019. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review so other moms like you can find us. You can find our blog at simplywholemoms.com and we are all over the internet on Pinterest, Instagram, and Facebook as Simply Whole Moms. We'll be here next Thursday.